Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? Unlike a car with its user's manual, we are born without instructions how to live. We experience life vicissitudes without a so-called user's manual. The Gita has been described as such a guide. These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda, which he has been delivering for more than 25 years. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We obviously had been discussing Chapter 6, Dhyana Yoga. And I guess we'll ask them to discuss up to verse 34, where we have seen that Arjuna basically have his own doubts. And he said that, I see that this philosophy which you have taught me, that in basic premises, if the mind is quiet, you will realize yourself. The mind is the culprit which is creating this agitations and then by agitation, create the wailings. In Sanskrit, it's called vikshepa and avarana. By not having this mind still, I can't see through. It's like the surface of water. If it is still, I can see my reflection in it. But when it is shaky, I can't see my reflection in it. So, with this elaborate discourses in the first five chapters, we have seen that the mind when it is quiet, you will be able to see yourself. And Arjuna obviously learned all of that and understood this, but now he's analyzing his own way of what situation could be. And he said, in analyzing the situation myself, I don't come to the conclusion that's ever be possible. So the verse 33 we have seen Arjuna's doubt. Arjuna says, Yoyam yoga tvaya proktaha samyena madhusudana. The yoga of equanimity which you have taught so far. Because it all boils down to one thing. I can have an equanimous mind and then I will see the self as is in its original form. Right now the self which I think myself, I say, this is me, this myself, but I'm always referring to the body or the mind or the intellect. And elaborately we were explained in the first five, six chapters that these three are nothing but your equipment. You are the possessor of this equipment which you use to transact with this world outside. Or the physical body with which I do the physical transaction with the world. Or the mind which I do a mental transaction with the world. And my intellect, again, I use that in the transaction with this world as my equipment, but not me. However, I don't really see that. And the conclusion of the first six chapters is, quieten your mind 
and you will be able to see the likeness of yourself in the others. Right now, myself and his self and herself are three different selves. But once I quieten my mind, Upanishads and Bhagavad Gita promises that you will see the likeness of yourself. That myself and the other selves I'll see as one and the same. Or I will see the extension of it. So this is in nutshell, say, the samyana, by this yoga of equanimity which you taught, etasya aham na pasyami. I don't see that happening. It's simple as that. I'm not, I'm, I do not see this ever happening to me. Then my mind will be quiet enough to see that. And so why is that? Because say, I have noticed, I have observed my mind. You can tell I, I, I missed the second verse of the prarthana because I was thinking, Mina is not here, so what I need to be doing today? <laughs> Just that insecurity of being, somebody is going to take care of something which I need to take care of, I was miss my words. See, knowing that the nature of my mind, I don't see that happening. So I say, why is that? Chanchalatvat sthitim sthiram. I see the nature of my mind is chanchala, you know, is fickle. It's constantly moving from one place to another. And I have noticed that all my life. How do I now come to the conclusion that just because you told me that just quietening this mind, I'll see this, I don't see this mind ever be able to reach that state of quietness that I'll able to see myself. As simple a question as we all have. We, in the end, in the Gita class, what is the conclusion? After I think it sounds great, but it's very difficult to do we come to the last conclusion at the end of all the intellectual wise discussion. It sounds good, but I don't think it, it's possible. Arjuna says the same thing. So basically Arjuna represents all of us. We are all doubting Thomases who learned this thing, appreciate it, become pundits, but we know in our heart it's not going to happen. Krishna, Arjuna say the same thing. So the next verse says, why is that? He elaborated the Chanchalam hi mana Krishna Pramathi Balvadradam. This is my personal analysis of my own mind. I have seen my mind and it is one, it is Chanchalam. Oh Krishna, my mind is Chanchala Pramathi Balabhadridam is turbulent and strong. Now, obviously, as we have seen in discussion, that these are the qualities which, in its order of importance, we see. Well, first one is this chanchal. It is constantly moving. That's one thing. Next is it is pramathi, and it is turbulent. You know? So it does not remain even a constant in its, in its force, you know. It's one time doing this, another time doing this, and it is dridam. It's not, you know, tameable. And tasya aham nigraham manye vayuhu evasuduskaram. So analogy used here is just as the wind, maybe a tornado, you know, 
we can say we harness the energy of wind. That's all good, well and good, till it is a hurricane or a tornado. We haven't yet figured out, you know, how to harness the tornado's, you know, energy or hurricane's energy. Because at that point, it is exactly what it's saying here. It is chanchala. We don't know what course it's taking. It's turbulent and it is strong. It's unstoppable. All you can do is get out of its way. That's the best, the most advanced country in this world can advise you. We cannot say that the city of Richmond, now new mayor will take care of all the hurricanes and or mayor of Norfolk or Virginia Beach, new mayor will have all the powers. All he can say is we will have in a timely evacuation, we have timely arrangements of the people out of the harm's way. Because we know this untamable. So Arjuna says, my mind is like that wind, that tornado or a hurricane, you know, which is untamable and strong and unpredictable. Therefore, I'm coming to the conclusion that nigraha, the control of that is not possible. That's all. <laughs> that's, that's the conclusion we come to all the time when we listen to Swamiji's or all these discourses and in the end say, Swamiji, it's all well and good, but you don't know, have to live my life, you know. And that's my day-to-day, you know. So we come to the conclusion, Swamiji, this is very good. We really enjoyed when you come here and give lectures, but it's not happening with me. Arjuna said the same thing, but this is, as Swamiji points out, it's a very friendly discourse between a Krishna and Arjuna. He feels comfortable to tell Krishna that this is all well and good, but I don't see this happening. You know. So now obviously the Bhagavan has the obligation to give him an answer. So he says, Sri Bhagavan Uvacha, Asansayam Mahabaho Mano Durnigraham Chalam. There is no doubt that the mind, the nature of the mind is exactly what you described. You know. There is no argument here. That no, no, you, you did not do the analysis of your mind correctly. Mind is not like that. It is correctly what you described is that. And last time we had, I guess, the little discussion about what is mind. The mind is nothing as Swamiji has described or defined. Mind is a flow of thoughts. One thought does not create a mind. Second thought creates a rudimentary mind. And constant flowing of thoughts in that direction now creates mind. A flow of water creates a river. Water itself is not a river. But flow of water in a one direction is creates a river. So the mind is like a river. The unit of that is obviously water. By itself, the thought has no power. A constant thought in one direction has that power. A river takes its strength from a constant flow in one direction. You know. So when the mind is flowing in one direction, it's, a channelized mind obviously can be that powerful, and but unchannelized mind, which is what we have, all most of us, is it has this tendency to be like uncontrolled wind. You know, there's a saying, 
there is no doubt that what you have described is very correct and therefore durnigraham mind control of the mano durnigraham chalam control of the mind is very difficult because it is constantly changing however abhyasena to kontaya vairagyena cha grahyate there are two conditions in which even the most uncontrolled mind can be tamed any even uncontrolled situation there is always some means to control it as long as we know that we probably have a chance to do that so so here it says no this is not true your first statement that it is not possible to control this mind i do agree that the nature of mind is what you exactly described however there is a way there are ways to control this mind and those ways are abhyasa practice constant practice and vairagya dispassion non attachment and constant practice and as we have learned that always bhagwan vedavyas puts this thing in order of its priority so it says abhyasa first practice first vairagya second see when we hear this words and we have at least the hindus who grew up as by birth hindus we have heard this words from our childhood you know and also have heard the skeptics in our own house saying vairagya but that's never happens you know this but never happens so we have also taken that as for granted that this is good but it never happens vairagya we all consider that it is something i cannot achieve because the worldly man who is attached to all these pleasures and all the possessions i cannot develop vairagya we never realize that vairagya is something a natural quality of my mind i develop vairagya right away as soon as i realize that this thing or being has no value to me no useful relationship to me you know we buy this can of milk from grocery store and obviously we are pretty attached this is my milk you know we very carefully put it in a refrigerator use it but as soon as the milk is all over and container is empty you develop dispersion right away you know you go and throw it into that recycling bin or a garbage can now there are there are times you get attached to it you know uh, when packing is better than the content sometimes we'll keep it you know maybe i'll use it <laughs> uh, as i always give the my mother came from india back in 86 the first time she had come to usa and every time we buy something the packaging is so nice we throw it to buy don't throw away this is really useful you know the packaging you can use it for something because you really see there may be a value somewhere as long as i see my value i'll be attached as soon as i see no value i'll be detached i have several tvs in my house and only few works and the others are there they don't work at all the attachment is maybe someday somebody can make it work but right now they are in a in a garage so my detachment to that tv in the garage is because it is i have no value to me 
it's not functioning. It's not giving what I'm looking for. So vairagya is the very nature of mind. When it decides this is no value to me, it develops this passion right away. But because we are waiting for this vairagya to happen overnight, or somehow miraculously someday, that we are missing out the first part of abhyasa, is doing the practice for achieving that abhyasa and vairagya. Therefore, Bhagavan Vedavyas put the abhyasa first, the practice first. Taming your mind, telling the mind, this is what you should be thinking about. Myself and his self and herself is one and the same self. I need to constantly remind my mind. Not wait till it develops his own dispassion about the worldly thing, then itself realizes it. Unless you start a vyasa and come to realize the futile nature of my relationship, vairagya will never happen. You know. Till I come to the realization that the milk is over, this container has no value to me other than it's occupying the space in my refrigerator for nothing. You know. So I need to throw it away into a dustbin or in a recycling bin. But Till I go and find out, every day I'm taking milk and making sure what is left, it, till the last minute, they say, oh, now it is done, and I throw it away. That constant thinking that when this milk is over, this container has no value. I right now have this clear idea that this world can give me happiness, this world of objects can give me happiness. I'm constantly practicing that. Bhagavan said you need to start reverse practice and say, I know this world of objects does not have power to give me happiness. That constant thought reinforced in my mind can reach vairagya. So he said, Abhyasena dukamuteya vairagyena chagruhyate. By this constant practice, you will, you will develop a dispassion a detachment towards the world of object because they are temporary and they are unreal in terms of relationship to yourself. Therefore, the mind will automatically will realize once you practice this that the real self which is seeking its own home is something other than the self which I have come to realize who I am today. Bhagavan said that for an uncontrolled self, yoga is not possible. Yoga is very difficult. I want to meditate, but after having party, last night at Saturday night till 2 o'clock, you know, then I say, I'm going to meditate. Well, Bhagavan said, not possible. No matter how good an intention you have, the uncontrolled self, in other words, no control over my senses, will not allow me to achieve yoga. Therefore, we have seen in the chapter before how to achieve life of moderation. Moderate living, moderate working, moderate recreation, moderate eating. All that when you balance it, 
then you have learned learned to live a controlled life of controlling your senses so they are not getting out of control once you have developed that control is a yoga is possible asanyatatmana but one who has no control yoga is dusprapa iti me matihe when bhagwan krishna never said this is it he said it is my opinion that for uncontrolled person is not pos- is very difficult maybe in some miraculous way you can live uncontrolled life and maybe able to it but my opinion that's not possible and therefore he said vasyat atmana tu yatata shakyo vaptum upayataha but with the controlled self and striving not just controlling the senses but i have no really desire to attain that realization or understanding of myself i have control we do upasa you know and that's why i'm doing all this fasting why are you doing it but there i do not know <laughs> unless you have a goal and you are striving for that goal and then preparing yourself for it will achieve the results swami ji gives a very good example here and said if there is a mathematics exam tomorrow and i decided that i'm not going to go to the party or a movie or whatever that is but i'm not preparing for it then that's not going to give me success me controlling my activity which was my parents told me well during the during the exam times please don't go to the movies and all of that which i did but what i'm supposed to be doing of that time which i'm not doing is preparing for the exam also it is not appropriate if i'm preparing for a geography when there's exam tomorrow is mathematics you know so that also not going to get me there when all this come together i'm living a life of moderation control i have now control over my senses where i can tell my mind can say this is not good for you neil and i can stop now i'm using that mental energy into something which i'm supposed to be doing and constantly practicing in that thought will achieve so he said svasyat atmana one who has a control over the self in the senses to yatata and who is constantly striving to achieve that sakyo vaptum upayataha it is my opinion it is possible by right means that a man of self control will achieve the yoga which is described before so with that i'll stop right here om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramayaha sarve bhadrani pashyantu मा कचिदुखभागे ओ शाति 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 हरि श्रीगुरभ्यो नम हरि ओ